0: SAFM leading the conversation. The viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping Conventional Wisdom on its head. Song on SAFM. Good evening, Meneer Hue Straydom, head of the Orania movement.
1: Hi, good afternoon, Sunnyzo. Hope it's going uh, great with you guys.
0: Does the sun not set in Orania? You're saying good afternoon. We're at nighttime here in Joburg, yeah. brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the sun's always shining here,
0: man. We appreciate that. Um, thank you for joining us. I know you were somewhat a little reluctant in a way to engage, and we, we, we would, given the email that I saw, I understand the reasons you advanced, but I think it is a nice time to have an engagement. I think we still, within the South African context, want to engage each other, however comfortable or uncomfortable it might be. And I'm saying this because I want us to predicate the conversation, and the listeners will indulge us on this, the Oranya movement, or the nation-state within South Africa, I don't know precisely what to call it, but everybody will get the sense as to what we are talking about the more we engage, what it stands for, what it does not stand for, because I'm sure you know there are many myths and misconceptions of and about Oranya movement, and there's no better person to speak to than the people of Orania themselves through its head, U.S. Stradom for those who have just joined us. There will be questions which may be comfortable, and there will be questions that may be uncomfortable. I do, of course, want to say that whatever we do, let's always maintain respect for each other as we look to engage. And for those that do want to engage, O double one seven one four two thousand and six is the number to dial. Otherwise, drop your voice notes, and Uist Stradom, who's the head of the Iranian movement, will engage with him. So, Uist, thanks for your time. We do appreciate it indeed. Just give us a history and context of this small northern Cape town that of course, as I've mentioned, is quite well misunderstood in the broader South African context and narrative.
1: Yes, it was a fantastic way to open the conversation, giving me the opportunity to, firstly uh, acknowledging that there's, uh, there's a lot of mis, uh, misconceptions about urania and a lot of the, time the media is also uh, misrepresenting urania And that obviously leads to uh, a, a bit of a reluctancy to, 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 to engage with the media. But in instances like this, where we are given a fair chance to explain our platform, it is a, it's obviously fantastic to, uh, to take part. Let me start with a bit of history. The town itself um, is, a, is a town that was actually uh, originally created for, uh, by the government to, um, to house workers on the Orange River scheme, building the dams and, and the channel systems and so on. But it was bought by the urania movement and the representatives thereof in 1991. The mistake that a lot of people make is to think that the urania idea also started in 1991, while the urania idea is actually much older. It's an idea that originated in the late 60s, early 70s in South Africa by a group of researchers, academics, which uh, spoke to the popular narrative at the time, Obviously, uh, as you know, the, uh, the state in, in, uh, in South Africa at that stage was uh, that Afrikaners had a lot of the political and economic power in the country. However, it was a small group of, of, of people, specifically academically, uh, uh, academically qualified people, uh, led by Professor Karl Bossoff, who said that if Afrikaners as a cultural group want to survive in South Africa on a fair and ethical way, there's a few things that they must do. First is, rather than to give other people homelands um, uh, of which there is a a lot of examples um, from from the past uh, government, Afrikaner should get a place which they can call their homeland. A smaller place because we are a minority in this country. And in that specific area, we should do a few important things. But possibly the most important thing is to start doing all our own work. Now, you would know that a lot of people um, have a lot of uh, critique for, regarding the old government for creating a system where labor is always available and was based on race for a, for a large instance. Mm. In Orania, breaking with that, i going to a place where we are one of the only communities in South Africa which do all our own work, menial labor, from cleaning to construction to everything. We say that not only do we have the right to be part of South Africa in terms of uh, the culture that we are living out here, we also have an ethical way to do it. And that is inside a place like Urania, doing all your own work, very, very important part of our, uh, well, let's, let's call it political force, political practical political force. So uh, in short, Urania is a cultural project, um, formally established in terms of the town in 91, but an idea which is much older.
0: You know, I, I, I am interested in this because you mentioned the word homeland, and for me as an African in South Africa, that is a very different meaning altogether, homeland. I come from what was then the CISCAI, and many who, from the TBVC state, Transkei, Venda, Babu Totswana, guy, might relate in that. And because we don't have enough time there, US, I'm just going to skip some of the issues that you've touched on, not that I'm disrespecting or disregarding, but I'm, I'm supposed I'm going to play devil's advocate and ask questions on what I think South Africans would be especially interested in. Does Orania, the movement or the statehood, if I can call it that, work? You're talking about a value chain that is all controlled from within, from labor, from your services and your website says as much. Do you produce everything that you consume or do you have access or do you encourage access from the greater South Africa to come into Orania? How does it work?
1: That's a, that's a very important
0: question, uh, especially because we believe that um, Urania, inside
1: of all of South Africa, we believe in a system that we call a community of communities. And That means in South Africa, in the way that we know it today, there will always be the need for things like economic trade, good relations, as Urania have a lot of good relations with different communities. But, um, but production and trade is obviously important for a place like Orania not only to produce things that we can sell to the outside world, but also be able to, to trade in, in, in the opposite direction with the value that we create inside to obviously buy products that someone else created. Um, regarding the labour question, I especially uh, or I specifically referred to Armenian labour in the town. Mm. Um, and, and things like, uh, you know, all the all the hard work, all, all the dirty jobs and things like that. But regarding the value that you created with that labor to buy in products that someone else produced, mm-hmm. um, that is definitely part of a strategy of a South African community of communities.
0: 2118, US on head of Oranya movement, is on the line debunking the myths around Oranya and engaging some of the uncomfortable truths In the broader South African context, but specifically of and for Oranya. The movement and its head continue after the ad break. Johannesburg 714-2006. I've been in many social circles where this Oranya, this Oranya, that has been spoken of. This is as good a time to speak to Oranya as it were after the break. SAFM leading the conversation. The Viewpoint 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songes Omapeke on SAFM. Certainly Songes Omapeke on on SAFM and U.S. Strader is also on SAFM here, the head of the Oranya movement. U.S., let's talk about, because I fear we might run out of time, let's talk about what you would perceive as the success of Oranya. What, for the Afrikaners there, or for the community men and women there, is for them why they went to Oranya and continue to stay in Oranya and want Oranya to persist, survive, and thrive?
1: What an important question, and I am going to answer it in, uh, in different segments. I'm going to start with the things that the citizens of orana will be. Obviously, being a town based on culture, that is something that we celebrate. It's something that we like to book out. We like to celebrate our religion. We like to celebrate our traditions. We like to um, celebrate our history. So that is an important aspect. Obviously, the, the, the fact that Urania is a well-run municipality, that Urania is a municipality that grows every year for the last six years with an average of 10%, uh, 10.5% in population. The fact that Urania is, uh, is a place where people can good, live good lives, where they are, they are mostly really happy and, uh, and they have business opportunities, economic opportunities. There's a lot of economic drivers and growth where they are safe those are all important things, but there's there's more than just that. Um, there's also the fact that most people that live in Urania regard Urania as a solution, not only for themselves, but as a as a template for other communities. And I think that's a a thing that drives a lot of the Afrikaners who live here to wake up every day and you know continue to build out the success story. There is certain things that's guaranteed in the South African Constitution in terms of rights. What we say in Orania is, rights is good in an inclusive constitution, those are good. But rights never goes without responsibilities. And we want to encourage other municipalities, other communities to take up responsibilities when building out their own communities in the way that we do it. And the, the first step that, that, that other communities should take is to take responsibility for the immediate environment Take responsibility for the institutions in the community, and so on. And there's very, very practical examples of that. The most famous one, uh, I would say, being Urania's relationship with the Khozat town Miameni in the Eastern Cape, <clears throat> where we said, we want to have a formal relationship with you guys. We want to visit you once a year. You can visit us once a year. The, the, the requirement is not that we help each other financially, not that we develop each other's communities, Because we want to spend our resources, obviously, on our own community. Mm -hmm. But we can help with ideas. We can help that community building out self-sufficiency on a local scale and grow their success story as it grows our community. Because uh, let me tell you what I believe. I believe that any notion of success in this country starts with recognition. Mm -hmm. And although the, the, the Constitution is inclusive and guarantees certain things, Without recognition, South Africa will always stay a state in which there are very high levels of discomfort and disassociation and even hate. But when we start recognizing each other as communities, and that is the same recognition that we as Afrikaners want here in Orania, to be recognized for who we are spiritually in terms of our faith and our uh, language and our culture, we can give that recognition to other cultures as well. And that is a very, very important thing regarding
0: Orania's success. Excellent. Let me take a call there for you, You U.S. Mr. T, first-time caller from the Northern Cape. Mr. T, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Your thoughts, please. Uh,
2: Good evening, uh, Mr. Songhezo. Good evening to you, U.S. as well. Uh, Just a quick one. Uh, I'm glad that this uh, interview is not hostile at all. Uh, I would have expected (laughs) some kind of hostile because Orania is portrayed as this a zombie area, but yeah, yeah, it looks so friendly, sounds so friendly. But uh, what would it take me to become a resident of Orania, Mr. Yost, if I may ask?
0: Yost, stay well, on the line, Mr. T. Mr. T, yeah. stay on the line, please. Yost, respond, please.
1: That is a very uh, easy but also very important question to ask and a very easy one to answer. Orania is for Afrikaners, so uh, if you want to become a citizen of Orania, anybody who wants to live in Orania should be an Afrikaner. We are building out our community as an Afrikaner community, um, as a cultural community (laughs) that comes with certain values, things like our Christian faith, our uh, traditions, for example, the Day of the Covenant, which we celebrate tomorrow, and um, a a lot of other things. People Uh, who want to live in Orania should be Afrikaners, because it's specifically an Afrikaner cultural community.
0: Mr. T.?
2: Okay, okay. Just the last one. Uh, speaking Africans would then, in this context, not be enough uh, for for me.
0: Uh, being
2: fluent in Africans uh, that would mean make me an Africana. Uh, so, uh,
1: would, I would, 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 would speaking Zulu make me a Zulu? Or would speaking Khoza make me a Khoza? Um <laughs> no,
2: no, not really. Okay, thank you very much. I I, I got oh. your... It's it's just a, a reserved Africana town. Okay, your my, my response? Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Thank Mr. You. T. Yes, le, 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 let's engage it. How, how, how do you define an Afrikaner?
1: There is definitely, within the Afrikaner community, different definitions of what an Afrikaner is. For Oranya's sake? We, we, we have a, a, a system in Orania in place which demands certain things from a person who wants to come and love you. Like they go through a formal process. And let me explain why. Because if we say we want to protect Afrikaner culture, if we want to say we want to protect our faith and our traditions, and we take, for example, a white guy from Russia, and he wants to come and live here, and he wants to speak, uh, you know, the Russian language, he wants to, um, <clears throat> engage in, uh, in Russian traditions and so on, obviously we're going to deny him the right to live here. And that's a very good example of how Urania is not about skin color. It's not about, um, you know, being white. It's not a continuation of the apartheid legacy. Urania is a, a, a cultural center in which we we celebrate those specific cultural values. So there's a lot of things. There's more things that you can name. But I think the simplest answer would, would, would be to say that an Afrikaner would feel at home in Urania. And Urania would feel comfortable with an uh, Afrikaner moving there. Mm. That doesn't mean the moment you are in someone else's, in another culture's, um, you know, uh, area, you immediately feel discomfort or uncomfortable. It simply means that we like uh, to celebrate our culture inside the specific area that we, have allocated. we are
0: allocated. We're going to play a couple of voice notes for your engagement because these are South Africans or who are as interested in some of the points that you have raised in this conversation. Here's the first.
2: Good evening, here's and Zonga. Irania, they're dreaming. I mean, you must be part of South Africa. Nobody can define South Africa. South Africa is a rebel nation. You must join in the South Africa and contribute. I mean, calling yourself the Iranian government, it's not going to happen, really. And you have to you have to be say, thanks God, we gave you a lot of privilege from a government, and now you want to establish your own. It's not going to happen. Irania it's part of South Africa, so let's work together, whether we are black or white. I mean, we must build South Africa and rebel nation. I mean, stop, I mean, Dividing I mean and calling this uh, our land and that's that uh, it's a uh, one unity to Africa. Mr. M. Kaptong
1: Hey, good evening Songezo. I'm listening to your show. I just have one question for the um, Orania spokesperson there Let's say now this is a different country if I've got a white Africana girlfriend macy she loves me and she wants me to be with her If she wants to move to Orania, will I be allowed to stay there as well?
0: Thank you I just love the name macy <laughs> <laughs> you just want to respond, please.
1: Yeah. So I, um, I couldn't hear the first question all that well, but I'm going to reply to what I've heard. Urania is specifically a part of uh, South Africa in terms of our culture, specifically because South Africa is a rainbow nation. The moment that you recognize that South Africa is a country made up out of different people, you must obviously recognize the differences in those people. And if you uh, recognize that, if we go and we say we recognize that there's differences between people, and we do not try to deny those differences, but we instead celebrate them, and that is, I think, what uh, the rainbow Nation uh, prospect is supposed to be. If that is our lookout, we must, as we say that we uh, celebrate Khoisan culture or Zulu culture, we must also say we can celebrate uh, Afrikaner culture specifically. Because it is an inclusive country uh, where everybody has the right to live out their own culture and their own way of life, and the sum of all the of all the different communities is then, uh, well, what the, what the, what the caller called a, a rainbow nation, because we gave that mutual recognition. Regarding the second question, I think that is um, very similar to the to the first guy. Who can live in Iran? Africans can live in Iran. But um, th- is that is that person then? Uh, um, is he giving up his personal identity uh, because of his girlfriend? Is he then an Africana because Urania is an Africana community?
0: Here's he, he what I think, and, and the gentleman raised a point that I'm equally interested in to engage, if you will, what constitutes residence there. And just answer yes or no, because I'm getting to a point and I'm running for time. Would I be allowed to, let's say I'm driving from Cape Town to Johannesburg and I feel I need a rest station, Will I be able to access your overnight facilities? Yes or no?
1: Or- Orania is not the greatest community. We get visitors from all over the world, but from many communities in South Africa as well, you will be able to reside yeah. here. For how long? Well, uh, that is a hard question to answer. I think our official... Um, panel has got uh, got a uh, time of a few weeks before a person that's living here is acknowledged as a as a permanent resident, and then you must go through the necessary processes. Sure, but staying a night or two, obviously, uh, p- uh, part of accommodation facilities, is not something that we're going to chase you out. Uh. I,
0: I'm, I'm asking these questions because the question that I am trying to understand or engage certainly from the voice note is here i am as song as, and i've made my decision in terms of the person that i love in this household here in pretoria for argument's sake macy and i are of the view our fortunes as a people lie where lie in us going to orania that engages the culture the language the observance of The day, tomorrow, and I just forget what you call it, I beg your pardon for that. Religion, as you practice it, I practice it. The only thing that I do not have that is the same as yours, is my skin color. On what basis then, when you've cited the Constitution, is that a disqualifier for me? Yet everything else is what should qualify me there.
1: Without a doubt, uh, without one one moment's doubt, I can can tell you that you, no matter, uh, you know, you are you are welcome to go through the through the, the, the process for residency anybody can can apply and they will be treated on merit and on the indication uh the truthful bona fide indication that they are an afrikaner and they are here to preserve and build out afrikaner culture but just um just as that is true that anybody can apply to live in urania it's also true that, and I'm not referring to you, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in general referring to a lot of politicians or other people that have tested Urania. If a person with bad intentions in terms to just prove a point tries to get residency in Urania, living in Urania will not make you an Afrikaner as much as living, me living in your house would not suddenly make me a part of your family. But people do have the option to associate with cultural communities as they see fit. And um, that is really important to understand that I can come and live in your house. That won't, won't change me, uh, you know, who I am. That would uh, just make me a person living in your house. But that doesn't mean that you do not have the right to apply for, for citizenship in Orania and go through the process. The real question is, would you
0: want to? Are you there, Uist?
1: Yeah, I mean, can
0: you me? Yeah, yeah, I can. No, um, it's a pity I can't engage further because I'm actually two minutes over time. But I'm going to have a conversation with you after the sort of break. But for those who have participated in this conversation, thank you so much for engaging. Thanks to you as well, Yust, for engaging. I'm sure you can give us access to the Oranya movement for when next we want to engage on similar issues. You'll be more than happy to engage SFM, surely.
1: Great. Right. That would really
0: be great. Thank you very much, Mr. Ustredam, head of the Iranian Movement. Beg your pardon, folks. We are three minutes behind, two minutes behind time. This particular segment, so we might take news slightly after twenty-two hours as is normal schedule. Apologies for that. I had to get in this conversation, and I tried our best. Bye bye.